0: Just 241 sleeps to the glory of the Ashes. Oh, and India wins the border. He gets his 50. India get their win. Curry O'Keefe helps us sift through the wreckage the Bombers fly up, up from the ashes of a lost season in a record-breaking opening round. Is David Clemmer bringing the slap back to the NRL? And surfing legend Wayne Bartholomew is our special guest. Trust me, you'll be stoked. It's... What a win for Australia. So much sport, so little time. They
1: continue to speak before they think. Don't
0: be about as relaxed as Jeff Benny can a kind of spelling bee. it costume is jolly. All about the fans and what brings kids back. One of Australia's biggest rivalries. Sport doesn't stop and neither do we. No, Kel, that wasn't me on that wave. Thanks so much for asking. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Great to be with you to get stuck into another week of glorious sport. And what a good group we've got. Kelly Underwood and Robert Craddock. Hello and welcome. And on the nude nut end of the desk, uh, Ryan Fitzgerald and Kerry O'Keefe. Loving to have the two of you with us. Or me with Dad tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it Granddad? Yeah. Oh, Oh,
1: that is not a good start our new guest. For the first and last time. Yeah. Thank you
0: very much. <laughs> uh, now why don't we start with uh, bagging you, Fitzy, because the term magical is overused in sport these days and, and in Fitzy's case it's a term that probably shouldn't be used at all. Now I saw this came up on Instagram. This is a proof. The old disappointing appearing uh, coin this, oh. with the sun. What's going on, Fitzy? Oh, this, is, this is a
2: classic. Watch this, kill. Okay. Yep. Watch it. Rub it into my arm. He's got no idea. Yep. <laughs> He's four years of age now and he still doesn't know what's going on, he's, he's, he's like his old man, he's dumb as... He, he, be- he, believes, he believes it. He oh. believes it. And then look at this, oh, it's in your ear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is the weakest <laughs> trick and the most
2: beautiful result. David, d- Just call me David Copperfield.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been using that on my kids for years. I will love it. All right, look, it wasn't supposed to end this way. Uh, after fighting, kicking and scratching in India, the Aussies have been rolled in durham losing the series 2-1 after it uh, finished it up today. Kerry O'Keefe, mm. just, I mean, obviously we're going to look back, but... Where does this place us now, if you look a little bit forward? We, you know, it was a gallant loss. But where are we?
3: Well, it was a brave campaign, Tony. I, I thought they did everything they could. They lost the, the clutch sessions. That was a problem. Um, and Warner underperformed. Uh, we need Smith and Warner going off together to win series. Uh, and Warner averaged 20-odd. Uh, he has to average 40-plus for us to be a real factor in India. He didn't do it. But there were lots of pluses. Um, you know, Pat Cummins, yeah. he gave everything for mm. two tests. Uh, you know, Steve Smith, as always. Yeah. Um, there are co- still questions, though. Uh, Renshaw's a question at the top of the order. Technically, and at first slip. And at first <laughs> slip. Is he good enough? Hanscom, still a question there. Sean Marsh, big question, 30, turning 34. Is it all over for S Marsh? And Wade, uh, fought hard with the bat, supported the cause, but glove work plateaued. Um, not improving as a keeper. All right, I want to get to Steve
0: Smith in some more detail in in a minute. But first, just in terms of the wash-up, Kel, what have you heard that's been happening at uh, Darren Sharla? Well, we
1: know that it was a a spiteful, tense series, and it sounds like it's come to a spiteful end because uh, Steve Smith, speaking on ABC Radio afterwards, said that uh, he went up to Rahane, the acting captain, of course, no at Coley in this test, and said, um, we'd really like to come into your dressing rooms Mm. to have a beer. Just rifle
0: through some stuff.
1: And uh, and (laughs) Rahane said, look, I'll have to get back to you on that. We think he's gone and asked Virat Kohli and the answer's come back with a big clear no.
4: Yes, I'm just off the phone to Ben Horne who said no movements in the dressing room beer stakes and that's disappointing. Mm. But hasn't Kohli behaved appallingly in the last few hours? I mean, what an act of arrogance to don the whites and elbow Rahane out of the post-match press conference. Now, no other captain in the world would do that to take the credit... And then he's dropped the bomb at the presser by saying, basically, his friendship with Australian players is over. Mm. And then never mind the no dressing room beer. So, uh, I mean, he, he just... The height of arrogance of him. Have you ever seen a test where a player not playing has spent more time on television... Hey, I, I swear, he got more television coverage than Steve Smith. Yeah. Virat this. Virat arm down. Virat looking at sandwich.
1: Uh, you know, I mean, this is, he's a national hero. You've oh, got to take yeah. that into account. Yep. I love the way that this test series was played with this, carry, this crackling yeah. intensity. I mean, we mentioned it last week. This time last year, test cricket was dead and buried, but this has really just given it a huge injection. Oh,
3: and normal life can be resumed in my household. at three o'clock every day. I, I didn't miss a ball of this series. Mm. Uh, I think the Dalai Lama experiment is now officially over. <laughs> <laughs> Goodwill lasted about an hour. <laughs> but, you know, Steve Smith met him. Um, you know, they rubbed noses. He's not the first Australian cricket ca- captain to meet the Dalai Lama. In 1969, the... The Australian tourists uh, met him. Bill Laurie met him. They rubbed noses. (laughs) (laughs) And the Dalai Lama had a fractured cheekbone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You mentioned mentioned that spirit of the game. It turns out you can't call an opponent a cheat in the privacy of your own. Dressing room without everyone getting all thingy about it. What do we make of this? Steve Smith, look. He was caught apparently questioning Morley really VJ's ethics for claiming this catch, which clearly bounced. And it went up there. There he goes. Uh, and... He's not happy at well, all. Well,
1: I think pressure's made both captains, um, you know, do things they probably wish that they could take back. And he has since Steve Smith uh, apologised for letting his emotions really getting the better of him. I thought his leadership in this Test series was absolutely outstanding. This is a young team. Uh, he's a, he's a captain that's been in the job for 18 months, and he basically <laughs> said, "Come and do, you know, I'm follow I'm do, leading from the front yeah. uh, with this young group." I, I thought he was brilliant, Kerry. What, what did you make of Steve Smith and his, his oh, captaincy? Oh, I thought he was
3: terrific. He leads from the front. He He's finding out about leadership. Uh, you know, is he temperamentally sound enough to be the captain of, of our country? Probably not, because he's so emotional. And we've seen in, 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 when he's on the field, he's overly reacting to everything. He, you know, that catch was cleanly taken. He decided to go with the cheat line. Um, there's an emotion to Steve Smith that basically is at the core of his game as well. When he bats, he bats emotionally. Yeah.
2: But hasn't all our previous, you know, uh, skippers been exactly the same, you know? I mean, Pup was the same. He would blow up quite a bit. Ricky Ponding to a certain extent. Steve Ward, Alan Border, I mean, all these boys were always the, the, on the front foot.
3: It's the way we It's, it's the way we play our cricket. Mm. And a, a few of us yearn to play with a little more grace um, but they say no. We only we play just within in that line that we draw. Kerry, and I've had a closer like... look at what he yeah. said. He's got nothing to answer to, Steve Smith. If you look at it
0: in slow mo, uh, where you can actually see where he's at, there's this find a seat. Uh, <laughs> you can see that. and look, that's what he does. And he, and he finds a seat. Oh, and he did. Yeah, <laughs> finds a seat, and everybody's just getting all head up about it. Over <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nothing.
4: Yeah. Is, do you think it's got him a little bit? Just sleeping a couple of hours a night, like he's yeah. a renowned insomniac, mm-hmm. and, and it just has a sort of slightly manic edge to, to everything, but then there's this grace
3: and the surety to his batting game, which is yeah. absolutely superb, isn't it? That's true. I mean, I, I, he is compulsive with everything he does, and the thing is, he has to hit hundreds of balls a day. He's averaging over 60. He's got the hand-eye to, to compare with Bradman, yeah. without question. I've never seen a player with that hand-eye coordination. Because if you freeze of his shots, um, he's nowhere near the ball uh, seconds from it. And a split second from it, he makes full contact. Do you think he'll finish... Like, right
4: now, he's floating in this cloud beneath Bradman, but above border, War, Hayden, and all those lower 50 guys. His average is up here. Will he finish there? Will he be Bradman,
3: Smith, then the rest? Look, he's 27. He'll play till 35 at least. I think your powers diminish if you're a hand-eye player in the early 30s towards 35. I don't know whether he'll be able to play these outlandish shots at 35 that he's playing at 27. I hope he is. But because you have to factor in that you're going to lose some powers with the way he plays... Reliance so totally on the eye and the hand coordinating.
2: He has been a little bit disappointing, though. He was first picked in the side as a leg spinner and he's definitely gone down in that area. He's <laughs> <laughs> yes. got to really work on that. Yes.
3: He, he got his break in India, no, though, because he did his homework under the Mickey Arthur. He was yes. one that did his homework. <laughs> <laughs> he was out of the yeah. team, yeah. did yeah. his homework, and apparently it's the first time he's ever done homework.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, David Warner. He is the other key figure, isn't he, the vice-captain. What did you make of him and of Sean Marsh? Yeah, it was the one setback Australia couldn't have, uh,
4: Warner failing. He only scored 39 runs, less than Renshaw, but is deemed a categorical failure. Away from home on seeming wickets, I just think he can't play the Australian game. In Australia, he trusts the bounce of the ball, fast hands, through the line, kapow. It just doesn't work overseas. Like, Steve Smith can bat a little bit like an Indian at times, whereas Warner... KJ, when he goes overseas, he, 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 he averages 35 overseas. Now, that's mid-range test stuff,
3: and it's a fair body of evidence now. he, mm. he just doesn't work for him away from home, does it? We've got to buy him at his price crash. And yep. th- we rejoice in his centuries in a session here mm. and say, oh, how good's Warner? Mm. Mm. We've got to put up with that same technique. And admittedly, I think his right foot became more and more sluggish, his front foot, throughout mm. the series. Tiredness? He just... Sorry? Was he tired, you think? No, I, I just think he, he decided he, the only way he was going to score was through point and cover. So his right foot never really... And he got his hands in his, uh, 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 out in front of his pads and he nicked off, mm-hmm. he, 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 you know, he missed the ball. Whereas in Australia, the ball comes on, he never gets his hands out in front of his body. He's always there whacking it there. In India, they were out there. I, I think he's probably not going to... Unless he, he makes a conscious decision to amend that technique, he's not going to be a heavy scorer overseas particularly on the subcontinent. Yeah. But we rejoice in what he offers back in- home.
0: Indeed. As we were with Usman Khawaja, I'd imagine, he's got to come <laughs> straight back in. He didn't get to play, was he, didn't get to play any test. Does that mean Sean Marsh? Will we see him, Baggy Green? Will
1: we see a- any Marsh play an Australian test ever again? Do you know
0: what? I, I don't think we will. I, I think
4: Sean- Usman Khawaja is a certainty to come back for the Ashes. Someone has to go. Sean Marsh averaged 18 in this series. He had the lovely <laughs> innings which saved the test match. But basically not much else apart from it. His body failed him yesterday. And if he is recalled, there's one thing you can say. Australian cricket has gone backwards. They
3: want to move forwards now. And I think both Marsh brothers will be a victim of that, Kerry. Yeah. That, oh, they will be. Mark down one kid that's on his way up. Ashton Turner, Western Australia. Mm. Highly regarded leadership, if there's an alternative in a few years' time. Uh, got 750 Sheffield runs at 50 this year. Watch him, A-Turner, WA. Beautiful.
0: Left-arm wrist spinner Yadav who was impressive on debut. Now, bowlers like him have been called Chinamen for a very long time. Well, cricket writer Andrew Wu has opened a can of worms, pushing for the term to be dumped, saying it's outdated and racist. What have we made of this?
3: Well, I know that I played a lot of cricket with Lenny Dutanovich. Yep. He changed it to Pascoe. And, you know, when he emerged... What he bowl wasn't right-arm Croatian. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has been around for a while. They're talking about
2: changing it to left-hand wristy, which is very hard to execute. I'm <laughs> It's going to be very awkward. Yeah,
4: yeah. Do you? Oh, uh, look, I've written it for 30 years, but I probably won't write it again. I wrote it the other day, out of out of respect for Andrew, because the term. Racism is when someone is offended. That's Andrew's right. offended by it. Yep. He is the last guy who makes himself part of a story. He's a very unassuming bloke. Mm. It was originally uh, named after a guy, Elisar Chong an old uh, who was a Chinaman who bowled that sort of delivery. They said, ah, oh, the Chinaman got me... But if Andrew's offended by yep. it, I, I think, you know, as from today and, and even yesterday, I wrote it a couple of days ago, but it's got me thinking yeah, no. that oh. if he's offended by it, I'm not going to write it. No. Well, it's and easy I've stopped for drinking us. black Russians
0: as
3: well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very easy for us to sit here and <laughs> yeah. say that it is not racist, but exactly right. I mean, who are we to say um, Andrew Wu is of Asian background? Yeah. and it's, it's like a bunch of men sitting around going, well, that's not sexist. No. That's
3: good luck a good point. Good luck. And the thing about left-arm Chinamen... Uh, it's the hardest discipline in cricket. Yeah. And those that are drawn to it are normally peculiar. Yeah. I, I've not met, you know, like, if if ice creams were to choose, they, an, a vanilla would choose off-spin or left-arm orthodox. <laughs> like Rocky Road would choose left-arm China. <laughs> you played with David Horn, didn't yeah.
4: you, the left-arm spinner? And Alan borderay said he was the funniest guy he played
3: yeah. with, was he? Chuck Fleetwood-Smith from the 30s. Uh, womaniser, drinker. <laughs> you know, they're all different. <laughs> out
4: Ch- Chuck um, Fleetwood-Smith used to do bird calls in the field. He'd sit there and yeah. do them and, and scream out, up Port Melbourne! He was mad as a hatter.
0: Love it. Um, look, I'm trying to make a positive out of a negative right here, but maybe the news today that Ben Cousins has been jailed for 12 months is the circuit breaker he needs. Is that a a fair call, Kel, or not?
1: Well, it was always heading here, I think. I mean, he's been treading a a fine line for a while now and I think the initial reaction was maybe this is a a good thing for him, but let's not be naive. I mean, he's got a serious drug issue and he's had a serious drug issue for a long time and there are drugs in jail and jail is going to be tough. He's going to be there for at least six months. He's going to be surrounded by characters that are probably of... uh, you know, not probably questionable characters in a sense. So I'm not sure whether I agree with the fact that it is the best thing that could happen to him when he's the most the thing he needs at the moment is support. And you just desperately feel for his family. No, but he's,
2: he's not taking any support. That's the uh, the frustrating thing, Kill. And I think Jail, you are right. There are elements that he's going to be exposed to, but it keeps him away. He's going to be away from his kids. He's going to be away from his family. I think that's going to be the biggest wake-up call for Ben Cousins. Let's hope it turns it around. But you know, when he's getting bugged in jail, ringing his old man and saying to his dad, I don't want to get off drugs, yep. he was always going to get this sentence. This could be a really
0: big wake up call. Yeah. All right. Well, the footy, though, is back and with some massive games and record attendances over the weekend. Plenty to like, obviously, but uh, maybe the best moment came with the Essendon Bombers putting the ugliness behind them, welcoming back their band players and beating Hawthorne.
1: It was the official rebirth of the Bombers and yeah. a record home and away crowd for this game. So all the Essendon fans, well done. Welcoming the six suspended players. They've been out of the game for 12 months but uh, finally get back out there and uh, get to move on with their lives. I mean, where whether you sit in this argument, drug cheats or not, yeah. I think we can all agree, those players have been to hell and back the last three and a half years, so uh, it was a special night. I
2: don't know about you, Kel, but I, all I could think about when I saw that game, they played so well, was where was James Heard? I wonder if Hurdy was sitting at home watching that game. He would have been proud of those boys. I, I would say that he's still close to a majority of those blokes, like Joe jo Watson and Dyson Heppel, but, yeah, I, but I thought of Hurdy he, after that game.
4: That image was the best of the weekend, wasn't it? Joe Watson smiling because you'd forgotten what it looked like, yeah. hadn't it? Yeah. And, he, and when he's hanged dog, he's really hanged dog, mm. Joe Watson, isn't he? Like, just to see it face up and thought, God I haven't Sprinted seen that for years. It's, like it's a very yeah.
3: emotional win, you know. Dyson Heppel's girlfriend cried yeah. um, afterwards, but that was because he'd pinched her hair straight. <laughs> 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 and didn't use it.
0: <laughs> All right, you can boil the weekend down also to, to one other moment. It could be Travis Cloakes. is kicking for his first goal in Bulldogs colours against the team he left, Collingwood Fans were obviously very supportive of him, <laughs> uh, given that he's not in their outfit. In he comes and bang, and he had so much trouble kicking, didn't he? That kind of goal. Big I, boomer. There you go. I don't think it was booing. I think it was more shock that he kicked it through the goal.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. Strike
1: laughs> still right, still, giving, it it still <laughs> giving it to him. Still giving it to him. He was such a divisive character yeah. at Collingwood throughout his whole career, and I think you can put that down to the fact he was so talented, yeah. but so inconsistent. So Collingwood fans loved to hate because he was frustrating. <laughs> yeah.
0: You want to get Kel to put this back to back because another man kicking a goal against his former club was treated slightly differently, wasn't it? We look at Drew Petrie. He also broke his hand, which is bad news. Uh, still has some fans among the Kangaroos faithful, though. He's with the Eagles. He kicks that goal. And as we go in here, he's very happy, clearly. Uh, his fans will let for me. Look at him. Oh, two, what, two of them, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> there was only two out of the whole. Bunch. I, was
1: working, I was working at that game, and we were interested because mm. we noticed straight away. Well, hang on. Here's the same scenario: uh, a player that's been said thanks, but no thanks. Your time is up, and's yeah. been picked up, thrown a lifeline by another club. And there, yes, there were two, but there was warm applause right around mm. the ground, and I think that's because Drew Petrie squeezed every little bit of talent. Out of his body throughout his 300-game career. Yeah, so he still, still wanted right to on, be there at the Kangaroos. Yeah, and well to the Kangaroos yeah. fans. And
3: those fans said, you know, they, they were asked, "Do you want to have a drink with him?" And <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I'll get back to you." Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this show has long enjoyed the work of the AFL banner writers, particularly the recent uh, efforts of the Western Bulldogs. But you've got to be careful with your comedy banner. It's, look, this is Carlton Richmond's five-year plan has become a disaster. The vision impaired. Look at that, is Dusty's barber, which of course. Dustin Munn, who then went and absolutely slayed them, Fitzhugh. Oh,
2: it was ridiculous. And, I mean, that fires up any player. Um, and And you guys know that I kicked five goals in my debut game. This was the actual banner from that game. If we can just read it oh, here. Oh, no, this is the St. Kilda one. Oh, no, this, is, the this same, is also St. Kilda one. Yeah, exactly. But I, the I think he just to
0: trump us. It was a, a political satire. Here's my one. Also Congrats to work. Fitzy on debut.
2: Many a goal you'll punt. We asked Rocket to describe you. He said just one word character.
5: Which. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: me up, just
0: like <laughs> five you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, absolutely brilliant. See that is good. I mean the political mm-hmm. satire one yeah. from St Kilda. I don't we, have have got that again just to show you yeah. how clever this didn't work as well. Trump the Ds want to trump us. They'll have to push their last win here, it was President Bush. They're try-hard, aren't they? That so Tommy try hard are is so Tommy try-hard. The, the <laughs> interesting thing is,
4: where do they go now? Like, once you've committed to this new, oh, yes, we'll all try and be funny, do you pull back and go serious? Like, what's coming this weekend? Well,
1: the Bulldogs did it last year, didn't they? They yeah. set the tone yeah. and they used a comedian and he was fantastic and they were winning, so everything well, I, was fine. But you, I don't think the Carlton coach won't be happy. Nah, an Brendan
2: Bolton would have been fuming. When your side goes down round one like that and you've got a banner like that where Dustin Martin ends up st- Getting 30-odd yeah. posies himself and kicking four goals. I, I doubt that Carlton will have a humorous banner this
0: week. Right. Mm. Remember last week, uh, Collingwood's Jordan Goey had coach Nathan Buckley spin the uh, little white lie about how he broke his hand, throwing a toy to his dog and hitting the doorknob with his hand. Well, what about this from Swans coach John Longmire on Dane Rampey? Oh, I
4: couldn't believe it, to be honest. It was just... Um, um, one of the uh, guys from our media department saw it happen and uh, just fell on it and um, he jumped, jumped the chain, missed time to jump, fell on the concrete and um,
2: 25 minutes from the front door.
0: <laughs> oh, he did.
1: So, as a Swans fan, when you heard that, did you just think... Yeah, I did. I thought, where was Dane?
0: What was going on? <laughs> Obviously, yeah. And, look, Longmire, he got, he got the story um, half right. Um, he just didn't know about the skateboard bit of it, uh, as our exclusive- <laughs> Uh, I mean, Dane loves. He's a bit of a skater dude. Uh, The boy from (laughs) Clavelli.
1: What about the timing of it? He's due to play his 100th game in the grand final rematch at the MCG on Friday night and family and friends were heading down to Melbourne for it. So Uh, 98 consecutive games he's played.
0: I tell you what, they need him in the defensive line. It does hurt us. Aaliyah Aaliyah will come back I think uh, this week but they struggled at the weekend, so that yeah. could be tough. All right, uh, 15,000 turned up at Metricon to see Adelaide win the first women's AFL premiership over the Lions. From start to finish it's been fairly impressive performance hasn't it? Kate?
1: It has and the AFLW saved its best for last given all the doubts about the venue. You mentioned the 15,000 but the crowd was so engaged and so energised it went down the very last kick. It was a thriller. Six points the final margin and uh, <coughs> I mean it was a fitting finale to what's been really an unforgettable history making opening season and their coach Beck Goddard is a real character. She's had a, a squad in the Northern Territory and a squad in South Australia coach them via Skype, their team meetings. Together as a bunch, over the last five months, they've trained together twice. But she sings in a cover band wow. as part of her... Oh. And so uh, she quoted Farnzi in her post-match presentation and then they kept the celebration just to the, a function centre at their Gold Coast hotel. But she got up and uh, sung a bit of Tina Turner, Simply the Best, and the party finished awesome. at three in the morning <laughs> with the girls eating cheeseburgers on a golf cart. Oh, oh right. Okay, so she quoted I, uh,
3: Yeah, fancy. I didn't see Sadie the Cleaning Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Kel, okay, what about you wrote a lovely column in the Adelaide Advertiser
4: and buried down near the bottom you said... I'm so admired these girls, and there's a smidgen of jealousy too because I would have loved to have done this myself. Well, and I thought that's terrific—you admitting you would have loved to, to rewind again and go back and I run out there. I think
1: most women that have watched it. You can't help but think of your own childhood and the fact that if you had the opportunity to play. Now, I wasn't saying that I would have played at that level. No, why, mm. never. Um, but just the fact, you know, the opportunity to go out and play and you know have that sort of bond, I guess, with your father and you know, a missed opportunity.
2: Yeah, can we pick up on Erin Phillips, which Phillips, is mean, most uh, the MVP? She's oh, been
0: absolutely brilliant. Can
2: I, can I just show him one moment yeah. for me that I think typifies the whole women's league? Was this mark that she took three under one? Like, if that was taken in round one on the weekend... With the fellas. I mean, that is just beauty, gutsy. Yeah. I mean, that just sums up her and, and just the whole Women's League. I that's think the how game. hard those girls went in yeah. was unbelievable. Forget
1: the Olympics and American Championships. That's the game she's been dreaming about her whole life because of her connection with her father and she wanted to be able to do what he did. Oh, I love it. All right, to the NRL, and uh, we put it out there
0: last week or the week before, the Bulldogs' David Clem was much less scary since he grew his hair. Well, he listened, as everybody does in the show. Look, he had the head shaved, and look, he's scary again. Slapping oh. daily, Cherry Evans oh, so he's got rid of the hair. Got rid of the hair and brought the slap back. Here it, comes. it
2: I think that's fine. I, I mean, slap. I slap Crash before the show every week. <laughs> 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 it
4: rouses <laughs> me.
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Nate Miles from Manly, of course, who has, was on the receiving end of more than a slap from Paul Gallant, one of the reasons why the 10 in the bin and the fighting, the punching was outlawed, he said today that the slap should go the exact same way, that if you slap, you should be spending 10 in the bin. Absolutely it yeah? should. Oh, it's a shocking look. In a game of rugby league, slap like that, it's one of the cheapest nastiest looking things you've ever seen. I totally agree with him. Mm. Alright, plenty of good action. I want to show you. This is a terrific try, uh, try uh, but it also there's a great this is the end, Daily Cherry Evans. He was back to his best uh, for Manly. He, he comes through here with Trebojevic, uh, which is brilliant. Comes back in and the little kick goes on uh, and everybody gets a touch uh, which is good including the mascot who gets into the celebrations here and Whoop, whoop. Oh. Yeah, down I go. <laughs> oh. Got to love it when the mascot yeah, has the a crash.
2: The news is just in as well that the sea eagle has broken a wing and had to be put down,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tony.
2: unfortunate. No, the kids weren't too
0: happy. It wasn't uh, mascots, but trainers getting in the way as the Panthers set off to uh, a chase down. Look at this. It's a runaway night. They're on the attack comes through and away goes. And look, the guy, you will have to go back closely and, and see exactly what happens. Just people getting in the way, I love it. Watch there, the referee runs into the water bloke, then he comes through and makes it clear he gets bowled, bowled over. So, <laughs> <laughs> we just need the Benny Hill music. Yeah, why, right. did, why did we think of that, the Benny Hill music? <laughs> Turns out the uh, the past week has absolutely been full of bizarre interruptions at sporting events. So, naturally, they feature as our top five. And at number five, now look closely at LA clipper Jamal Crawford. He gets the three, he goes back. Look at the bloke in the yellow. Just wandering, the fan comes out and trips him over. Here he goes. Down I go. Not at all worried about it, Take your seat. It's pretty, isn't it? Number four, um, when you're mopping up the sweat on the court, it's all about timing. Oh, (laughs) there she goes, managed to do it I love the look on his face as he sees what the hell (laughs) comes through and Sinks the basket. She, of course, is a little bit embarrassed, but she's gotten away with it. Number three, take the dog to the cross country skiing uh, World Cup. It's like a terrific idea. (laughs) Right now, there's a very embarrassed owner somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Number two, now bikes should usually give way to pedestrians at a zebra crossing, but it's tough when you're competing in a time trial. Uh, Every second counts. It looks like the same dog, actually.
1: uh, (laughs) What a hand.
0: Absolutely, he gets through. Beautiful work, number one. I do like the iguana. Oh yes, oh.
1: Tommy Haas. Yeah, the the tennis
0: in Miami. Look at the size of this thing. They do a really good job of getting rid of it too. Uh, straight round and straight across the court. <laughs> I love him. I didn't know Tommy Haas was still playing. <laughs> exactly. He Forty years of age. All right. Uh, look. Just quickly, Des Hasler, what have you made of the pressure that's now on him as Bulldogs coach? A 36 we saw there at, uh, Manly getting through. A 36 blot. We've already seen Jason Taylor go. Is the
3: heat rising? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a Bulldogs man.
4: Oh, look, t- to be frank, I feel sorry for the bloke. It, just out the back talking to Peter Sterling, and, yep. and he was saying... This is the reason people say, why doesn't Sterlow ever coach? Well, as he said, this sort of thing would drive you mad. He said, I'd be divorced. I would be turned stone cold crazy. They almost beat the two unbeaten teams, the Bulldogs, this yep. year. They almost beat the Storm. They almost beat the Roosters. His coaching record, yeah, his Hasler... Record is amazing. Well, it's very similar to John Longmire's. Yep. Over the last five or six years since yep. John's been at the Swans, they anchor him in the finals and occasionally yep. win a premiership. Des won his at Manly. John's won here. But he is a victim of big spending. They gave him an open checkbook and said, sports science, what do you want? This, what do you want? But the unspoken assertion was you have to deliver a premiership. But it's rough justice, man. And who's Mr Mr. Ideas who's waiting on the outside to come in as coach?
0: No-one. Yeah, but perception becomes reality, doesn't it? He can been mm. meeting 36 and there's all that talk. It's yeah. very difficult to now get through the other side, isn't it? Oh, it, it, it is, but...
4: Uh, and, you know, they've got the Broncos Thursday night. That'll yep. be tough. But at the end of the season, by all means, have a
3: look at it. But, gosh, we're round three and four, for God's sake. Mm. Do you think it's... Kerry, do you reckon it's it's oh, premature? Oh, well, Jason Taylor, that is a hard luck story already, isn't it? Three yeah. rounds in with one win. They either make the decision at the end of last year. They don't do a full pre-season and then sack him, you know, one win out of three. Mm. Uh,
4: but now wonder blokes go mad. We say it about Trent Barrett, line. Paul McGregor, mm. you know what yep. I mean? And they have a couple of wins and suddenly they're talking...
0: Contract extensions, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yeah. But do you find? Well, a... co- yeah, coaches are like animals on the savanna. They don't die of natural causes. It's just, not... <laughs> coaches are, and they're always looking for new and interesting ways to motivate their players. Now, Sharks Shane Flanagan has come up with a beauty lie. You know, they had a, uh, a bit of pressure put on their forwards to, to bash us up. I made that up. Flanagan made it. Oh, did you? I might that. make some stuff up about, you know, their forward pack are going to challenge ours. You know, that's a whisper in the hallways. I've got Blocker to. Chat to me on the sideline and just mate, as I said, just a bit of a white lie there. You made up stories about stats as well. Fitz is this a good tactic? It's had? not bad. I mean, if it's gonna fire up the players, they
2: they won't it's gotta do it. it worked, you know, didn't it? Yeah, it's the boy who cries wolf though, worked, now yeah. they won't know if he's if he's t- telling porkies or not before a game. What about you, mate? Has ever has that tactic in any form ever been tried on you, the lie? Oh, look, I was never, I'm just trying to think when I was lied to. Um, no, I can't give you any examples there, Crash. But, you know, I Not think... even in
4: contract negotiations?
2: But or... see, Oh, yeah, sorry, contract negotiations. I, I was told when I was traded to the Crows, Johnny Reid, who was the football operations manager, said to me, look, mate, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest and straight up to your face. We don't have any money at the club and we're going to have to give you the base fee of $55,000. And I said, look, Johnny, I've got no negotiating power. No-one else wants me, so I'll take it. And then two weeks later, they recruited Wayne Carey for six hundred grand a year. So it was. Um... <laughs> so so got your money for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's uh, no need to go smacking your horse across the finish line if you've got the race won. But it's handy to actually get across the line before you ease up. This is uh, looks like rain, Ted. Look, uh, can't lose from here. Couldn't possibly uh, slowing down. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> the other horse doesn't matter. riders <laughs> There he goes.
4: And the jockey <laughs> got a twenty-eight <laughs> day. Suspension
0: and how it was so light, I will never know in my life. Like you wouldn't think <laughs> he'd be allowed within a hundred miles of a horse after that. Brilliant. Still to come surfing legend Wayne Rabbit Bartholomew joins us. The force fight to stay alive in Super Rugby, plus Super Sleuth, track down the thief of Tom Brady's Super Bowl Jersey.
2: second career pole for Lewis Hamilton his old foe Sebastian Vettel alongside him it's lights out and away we go Hamilton gets away very well indeed Sebastian Vettel has to cover off Boutry Bottas and into turn three we go now going off the salvo of Marcus Ericsson and Kevin Magnussen
3: alright Daniel get stuck in have fun
2: Hamilton pits first Vettel is now coming in Sebastian Vettel is going to come out and guess what Sebastian Vettel
0: no, there's no way I can get past this guy. Okay, copy that loose, just keep the pressure on.
2: You can see the crowd now rise to acclaim him because Sebastian Vettel starts off 2017 by winning the
0: Australian Grand Prix. Yeah, Australia's favourite driver, Sebastian Vettel. Mm-hmm. Wins in Melbourne. What'd you make of it, Kerry?
3: Not much. I've no. got to say. Yeah. Uh, I know the aficionados love this event, but mm. I, I'm, I watched it. I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. Uh, you know, I, there was they, it was just one long no overtaking line. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was um, yeah. You know.
0: Look, it was, although, there, you know, they went, they went quick. It was an absolute shocker for our boy, Daniel Ricciardo. That was one of the major problems for us. I mean, he didn't get to the starting grid. Uh, he tried to catch up, didn't finish. In fact, I've just got something, and rather than watch the race, this precisely sums up what happened uh, to his... This is, you can see him in this... there. I still get in this race. He's like, is it worth going? Is it worth... Yeah, I'll have go.
3: About but the thing See, was, I, bad. I mean, after the first couple of laughs, it was just, a, you know, just a procession. It was yeah. boring, you know, wasn't I,
4: it? I, I, You've spoken I, for hundreds of thousands of of people who, who feel like that.
1: It's <laughs> 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 hundreds no, of thousands No, of a years. lot
3: of people feel like that, but yes. never say it. Yeah, Credit I, to I, you for I, saying I, it. I, <laughs> I've seen more interesting wedding conga lines <laughs> I the other day. And well, I know I'd risk Ferrari's anger, but. It's just not a sport I warm to. Yeah. yeah, when you've had a few drinks, speaking of those wedding
0: conga lines, yes. uh, even the crowd of the F1. The most sensible thing to do is run onto the track mm. when, when the cars are still hurtling around it Fitz. It's just such a good idea. Well, this was the most exciting part of the
2: day, and I don't know if you know, but Formula One have actually teamed up with Summernats. Ah, uh, Bernie, <laughs> Bernie Eccleston got his tits out for the crowd, and they did a couple <laughs> of burnouts. They did a couple of
0: burnouts. I reckon that's a great idea, get everyone on the track and just do good <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, Brilliant. Sydney FC have won the Premiership plate from the comfort of their couches. Well, Melbourne Victory's loss meant that Graham Arnold's men are untouchable at the top of the table. They went out then, of course, and just beat Perth Glory 3 zip. That was just for fun. But they've done it. It's been an absolutely amazing season from this team.
2: Can I just bring something up quickly? Yeah. This great (laughs) effort by Sydney FC dominated all year. Now, similar to the EPL, they finished on top, they've celebrated. It's very, very, very happy. But are we forgetting that there's still finals Mm. ahead? Mm. If they don't win the grand final, does that mean finishing
0: on top is... Well, they, they value, they value the premiership play. They've gone through, they've been beaten just once. Mm. They are, what, 15 points clear of the Runaway. I, I understand, it. Run
2: I understand that. but it, it. it's
1: it's And I agree with you, but it's a completely different culture, isn't it? I mean, it's the two, you know, you've grown up on Aussie rules and that's what... But I, I'm with you as well. If they go through all of the way to the grand final and play Melbourne victory and lose 2-1... Is it a successful season?
4: But that's the problem yeah. we have got two cultures. The cultures yeah. are overlapping. You can't have two holy right. grails, can you? Yeah. You can't say oh we won the you know the first pass the post and you know
3: what what matters more.
1: Yeah. You what tell is me. The post?
3: Yeah. How can Graham Arnold leading up to a grand final claim underdog status?
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, he <laughs> will though. Yeah.
3: It'll exactly be pretty <laughs> tough <laughs> to do it. He'll
0: do it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Mario um, Balotelli is a superstar, but he has to have everything just right. Now he missed. This is honest. He missed the first two minutes of the game because he was standing on the sideline. His shoelaces had been too tight. They were too tight, so I had to get people to come and undo oh, the shoe load. He's got a
1: touch of the Raphael Madals about him. Well, it's
0: hilarious. Look, they're playing in the background. I know. Not
2: good. He not was really. hurt. Someone heard him say that he was over it. Over, under, around and through, Mr
0: Bunny. <laughs> through.
2: That's yeah. what he had to say to himself <laughs> to remember how to do it. He does have an issue
0: of, of struggling with his gear, getting the gear on. Uh, do remember, this is just putting... that. This one's very tough, obviously, uh, trying to get that on. No, where does that go again? Now, if I put my Wait who put. Oh, no. Down as you come on, I'll try. That looks oh, like man. a majority of council oh. workers around
5: Australia.
0: <laughs> yes. oh. No, look at this. oh, bugger it, you take it, I don't want it at all. <laughs> another he week. Should, he
3: should seek advice from Rosman Kowaja. He's yeah. worn
0: one of them for five weeks. Yeah, too <laughs> long. <laughs> another week, another couple of keeper fails. Now, first up, look, I'm trying to find an excuse uh, for, for Belarus's uh, Andrew Gormas. There, there isn't any. Uh, this is a Swedish goal. Through
1: the legs? Through the legs
0: and into the goal. Absolute nonsense. I reckon, though, the second one might even be worse because this ball isn't even actually going to go in until the keeper gets involved. (laughs) 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 It's it's going dead set past the post and I'll just... Oh, he would have yeah. been decapitated in the car park <laughs> if he was in Colombia. If he was oh, in no. Colombia. Yeah. Oh. Well done, Keepers. Uh, Alright, Australian rugby boss Bill Pulver has assured the Western force that reports of their death are premature. Still, speculation is rife, isn't it, Crash, that the Perth outfit they one of the three super franchises shown the door. Absolutely. I mean, he, he may say speculation's premature,
4: but it looks like the bottom line. Mm. It's sad, Tony, but it's not that people didn't want him in. It's just that they didn't have... Other, re- other teams had better reasons to stay. Yeah. Queensland, New South Wales Foundation team, the Brumbies have been most successful. What
1: are the Rebels' reasons?
4: Well, they're privately they don't, owned. They
1: don't cut through in Melbourne, but it's money. That, that money they've got yep.
4: Bledisloe Cup tests which they might forfeit and the governments behind them where the force are in isolation they haven't made the finals in 10 years no one wants to see them go but if someone's got to go it looks like it's going to be them it's sad but rugby is really battling latest participation numbers have rugby in australia the same number of participants as wait for it ballroom dancing Mm. 55,000
0: yeah. I mean, like, the, it's it's struggling. Yeah. I've got to get oh, up. The Paso Durbla, I do like <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl winner Tom Brady's stolen jersey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, has been found. Now, look, it seems a Mexican journalist managed to get into the... He, this is him coming on, on the end there. Oop, last, into one the dress, last man in there. He just followed. He's got the wrong accreditation. Uh, they've done brilliant work with the CCTV cameras. The FBI, all the arms of the law have been involved. There he is. Oh, checking it out. So he's checking now, the cameras now. out. Exactly. And under ah. that left arm is the, the jersey, but folded inside out. So the Padding that he wears is now on the outside. Right. Another one little look back, oh. here I go. And he's there, he's stolen it. So he's a, 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 apparently a journalist from Mexico. And they've found him. He had other things in there. He had his, I mean, another Super Bowl uh, jersey as well and helmets.
3: Absolutely brilliant. Well, next year, when Donald Trump's finished, he'll need a pole vault to get home. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the walls... <laughs>
0: That's Exactly
2: It'd right. It'll be a bit harder to get home.
0: Have you stolen anything from a dressing room crash?
4: No, I haven't, but a, my best mate Jim Tucker famously souvenired Greg Norman's winning divot from the 1986 uh, British Open. He hit a wedge... And when everyone else is watching the ball, Jim sees his divot, snuck it through customs, and it's up on his wall in magnificent, full living brown and black. You know, it's just uh, I, I'm so jealous of it. How about you?
0: And well, you... I actually do similar to the, the divot thing. Uh, Steve Wall, my absolute hero. His yes. final test, 2004, SCG is out caught ten doorker in front of the shadows of the ladies' stand. I get to, I sneak out onto the field of dreams at the end of the game and dig up bit of that pitch that's... To, and here it is, with my finger showing just how large the piece is. It's wow. a beautiful. Well, I mean, honestly, this is worth oh, thousands, hundreds of thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? When it's something that small, you need to put in something large, like there. There it is. <laughs> oh, I, I've got yeah. him mounted oh, there. He's right. Right. Steve Warhanky. Oh, oh
3: that you are right. a fan. See, yeah. not that.
2: many people know as well, Tony, but when David Boone, the 52 cans back from London... Uh, I actually pocketed a couple of carrots that he left on the tarmac when he landed <laughs> in Sydney, and I framed them as well.
0: <laughs> Good. Good. Instance, we've seen uh, opportunistic thieves at sporting events before. Here are just a few. Now I love this. Look at the bloke in the background. Uh, he looks to the left, <laughs> looks to the right, uh, gets the little iPad that's on the desk, uh, and there he goes. Sure, millions of people watching you on television for a going to get away with it. There right? you go. You know, I I look at this UFC star Brad Pickett's hat. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yoink is very upset. Why don't oh. we pick a fight with the UFC? Why would you fight? pick a fight with him? Yeah, well, well obviously Kobe Bryant's guy is much more subtle. Just takes the second oh. towel from underneath. Oh,
1: Kobe's sweat. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh. And look, the uh, NHL, the helmet, it's great great memento.
1: Oh, oh, it, it, oh. oh.
4: oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Get
0: out of there. They call him the godfather (laughs) of professional surfing. Uh, uh, Oh, pretty much. He joins us next. (laughs) Lovely. Very good.
5: I'm going to be a pro surfer. I'm taking this dream and I'm going for it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> with us, former world surfing champion in the top five in the world for 10 years running, he's the Sport Hall of Fame and uh, part of a group who paved the way for pro surfing as we know it. Wayne Rabbit Bartholomew, hello and welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. I wish when people retire from surfing to find time to surf. Uh, do you now? When's the last time you were in the water surfing? Oh, about six hours ago. Seriously? <laughs> oh. Is it important to you to get in there as? often as possible still. It wasn't I... Cyclone Debbie, was it? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Definitely not. I was heading for the hills. But, uh, no, I surf with my kids, you know, and uh, I love it. I still love going surfing, part of the Snapper Rocks club up there and, um, you know, just got this big grommet program happening. It's, it's awesome.
3: Can you still get the stoke out of the stoke?
5: I do. I do. Mm. It's just uh, I don't get caught as many waves these days, uh, you know, but I kind of, you know, I, I get a little bit of respect out there, but where I live at Snapper Rocks, We've been kind of overloved.
0: <laughs> yes. Talk us, I mean, that, that footage, I don't forget some footage of the 70s, that kind of era and there's the music that goes with it, the, the culture. What were those days like?
5: Well, they were great days. I mean, you know, we were dreaming, you know, a small bunch of guys, like guys like Mark Richards and um, Sean Thompson, Peter and We were dreaming of pro surfing and we really want, we kind of, like, wanted to will it into existence. But there were free and easy days of uncrowded waves and kind of living the dream Without the money.
3: <laughs> yeah. Mate, last night I watched uh, Bustin' Down the Door. Uh, congratulations to you. You are Kerry Packer of surfing, aren't you, really? What well, you did in the mid-70s to, to go to the North Shore of Hawaii and take on people like Eddie Rothman, um, that almost cost you your life. Yeah, was, Can you talk us through that experience when well, the Hawaiians defended their turf?
5: Well, you know, it was... It, back in the day, it was like, uh, you know, a small group of Australians and South Africans went there and... The real goal was to try to break into pro surfing. Like there was just small pockets of pro surfing. Like when I was a kid, like Nat Young and Midget Farley were our first two world champions, and really, like they were 18 years of age when they won their titles. When I was 18, 20, 22, there was no world title. So in Hawaii, we, we were trying to kind of pretty much will it into existence. And you know, I was kind of out there really more or less taking on Mark Richards and Sean Thompson really yeah. to try to get that last spot in the Duke of Hunnamoca Classic. You know, going out on the bigger day at Pipeline or the bigger day at Sunset, and like they were, they were the two great surfers of my time, really. Well, and you know, it was just, you know, I guess it, the the a lot of the Hawaiians didn't get out the sense of humour really at the time, and mm. and we weren't just surfing against champions, we were surfing against like living gods. Mm. And uh, you know, it was it was a pretty gnarly time. It was a, You know, they called it the Wild West back there, and it was. I mean, it was 40 years ago, you know, and, mm. I mean, they forgave the Japanese, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: But we but still you... we still have that rivalry now, Wayne, that big rivalry with the US, which I think has is, is made Australians so competitive. I, I mean, it's still huge between Australia and the US, isn't it?
5: Well, it is, but, you know, just like in other sports, I mean, you know, at the surfers, like, we went hard, we, we surfed hard during the day, we rode the biggest waves we could... And at the end of the day, we like to go on the sheds and have a, have a have beer. A beer yeah. but, I mean, I probably wouldn't have got out of India alive.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but that was at a different level, wasn't it? Like, there was talk of contracts
5: on your life. Was that true? Well, it got very, very serious. I mean, for a guy like Ian Cairns and I, got, it got very serious. We were banished from the North Shore, kind of in exile. You know, went on for about ten weeks. It was a long time. What was we were, the worst we com- it
4: got, as in one night, one incident?
5: Well, the, the worst it got was when uh, Eddie Aikau... Uh, came to our doorstep and knocked on the door and, and basically said, don't leave the house until I come back because, uh, you know, there's a contract on your life and, um, wow. you know, the, there were some heavy dudes after us, you know, and, and that was a, it was a long three days. And, but, it, you know, I always credit Eddie Icao, the great Eddie Icao, the Hawaiian legend, for, you know, saving the day. And really, that was the birth of professional surfing. That's when it really happened right there.
1: What about your nickname, Rabbit? It's highly unusual. Has it got something to do with pinball machines?
5: Well, yeah. I mean, look, it's not that great a story, but, I mean, (laughs) you know, I I was a bit of a pinball wizard in the day and I'd mastered the art of of playing two machines at once. (laughs) It required a certain hopping action. And (laughs) and, and it was before I went to Hawaii, so I had all my teeth. (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, it's in Australia, you know, so a guy said, You're a rabbit. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, I've got a friend of mine who's known as, you know, the artist formerly known as Maggot. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, pipeline
0: or the, the, the big wave stuff? I mean, in terms of that, the danger of those ones, how long have you had to hold your breath for underwater?
5: Well, there, there, you know, places like Waimea Bay and Sunset Beach are, are kind of deep water spots. Pipeline's just a really intense, um, <clears throat> like, you don't get held on it that long, yep. but it, it's just super shallow reef. It's like you're, you are really taking your life in your, lo- in your hands. I mean, I, I, even though there's chopu and those places today, I mean, to me, the Banzai Pipeline is still by far the most dangerous wave in the world and, and also the most challenging, and it's, and it's what we do as humans. We, we push the envelope, and now, uh, I mean, my son went over there last year, and he you know, was like, you get all the forecasts, I wasn't there, and there was a big day at Pipeline. I rang the house and said, tell Jagger he can't go out, and... Well, it, too bad. He went out 30 minutes ago.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of pipeline, Owen Wright, he, he had yeah. suffered that horrific injury there going back a few years ago. He had the bleed on the brain and took all of last year off. Yep. You were here uh, this, on this day just a, a couple of weeks ago to witness his comeback and his amazing win at Snapper Rocks. What, what sort of impact has that story, the whole Wright family story, had on the tour?
5: Well, it's a wonderful story. I mean, because last year, Tyler, of course, her breakthrough maiden world championship, you know, for the, for the, the nine years before that, it was dominated by Stephanie Gilmore and Carissa Moore. Uh, so the Tyler Wright story is fantastic. But Owen coming back, uh, you know, even though a couple of weeks ago, they were still doubtful whether he could do it. He didn't know. He beat world champions along the way. He beat Mick Fanning, a very narrow win over Mick Fanning. He's on the comeback trail and looking unbelievable as well. Mm. But he beat Gabriel Medina in the semi-finals. And that, to me, was a huge, huge victory. You know, Medina and John John Florence are the two you know, sort of marquee surfers yeah. of the day, really. And then, of course, against Wilco in the final, it was like they've been surfing since our grommets. Yeah. So it was a, just a feel-good story and a wonderful story for the sport. All right. Lat Zero, uh, this docker I think we can see on Fox Sports. That's coming up uh, for you. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun over there. I went, I went to Lat Zero, this beautiful place in uh, the, the wilds of Indonesia. It was beautiful. I was able to go oh, there wow. with my son and uh, we shared a wave together. He, of course, he dropped in on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we're out I there. do that. that. <laughs> no one out there. That's <laughs> uh, so great to talk to you. Thank you, John. My time has flown. I'd love to catch up again very soon. Great, thanks. There's Wayne Bartholomew there. Coming up, our Champ of the Week. <laughs> All right, uh, the degree of difficulty for this basket is very, very high, Kel. It's the bounce the ball off the ground uh, and whoop, and through the hoop. Oh, Sadly, it's own your own goal. basket. It's an own goal. Oh. Yeah, look, you see the reaction from the teammates, You see he just... You're trying to get the ball down, gets it down, boop, off there and off you, and uh, through the goal, the old classic own goal. Now, this is known goal of sorts. Uh, to check out Tapiro Antic in the EuroLeague, he goes the basically fist pump here, a bit of celebration. There he is, and boop. Oh, <laughs> 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 fire. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. God. That'll kiss him. <laughs> oh. Everything's OK. Oh. Oh, My teammates used to Nothing do that to, was... to me regularly. <laughs> Did they? To get off the ground. That was deliberate. Now, time now for our Champ of the Week, brought to you by Kumo Tire. Well, the result might have been Essendon's fairy tale, but the moment belonged to Jared Roughhead, the skipper. that cancer fight long and tough. He made his return to the field, first time, that is, since October 2015, chance to slot a goal. Did the job simply, didn't he? Beautifully. Just uh, the roughy way. It was great. Welcome back to Jared Ruffhead Champ of the Week. Great to see inspiring
1: decision to make him captain. Would you run through a brick wall for that man? I certainly would.
0: Absolutely. Well played. And well played uh, to you. Lovely to have your company. Lovely to have yours. Happy birthday to my boy, Harry. Very self-indulgent. Oh, oh, see hey. you,
5: next, see you
1: next week. Happy birthday, Harry.
5: This has been a production of Fox
0: Sports.